warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I am joined by my favorite ghoul friend, Tara. Hey, spooksters. Today, we since it is February, we're going to be talking about... Cupid as our cryptid of the month. I don't know if he's technically a cryptid, but we're going to go down that path because it's our show and I can do what I want. I mean, he's like a mythological type of creature thing. It's fine. We're classifying it that way. If you don't like that, mm-hmm, we are. Keep that to yourself. Right. <laughs> this is setting it up so that I can later on be like, we're going to do other mythological creatures like Greek gods because, you know, I'm obsessed. So fun times. But before we do that, if you are new here, welcome. If you are watching us on YouTube, hi. Hello. Oh, also, I have to interrupt you for a second. Oh, so I put a poll up like probably last week. Asking if they wanted like our audio only episodes here on YouTube and it was like 100% yes. Oh, wow. So I am going to look into that. With us moving to Bloody Disgusting, we also are on a new hosting site. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of have to see because I know with YouTube you can like integrate it somehow if it's just the audio version, which I'm not obviously going to do for every episode because some of these will be video, but the ones that are not. Yeah, I can upload them. I don't mind. But anyways, I'm done now. No, no worries. <laughs> if you want to hang out with us on social media, you can do so by heading over to Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls. We have a great Facebook group. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like, I love going in and seeing the interactions. I also get really sad sometimes because I'll be like, oh, this would be perfect for the Facebook group. And then I'm like, it's in my feed because it is in the Facebook group. <laughs> they beat you to the punch. <laughs> right. So if you enjoy the show and you want to interact with other spookstars, definitely head over to Three Spook Girls Official on Facebook. If you want to help support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls for little as a dollar. You get a bonus episode a month, $5 and up, get ad-free episodes a day before. If you are on TikTok, definitely go check out Tara, her handle is spooky underscore sleuth. She's been doing some really fun things over there lately. So you should just stop and go check it out and then come back. Oh, thanks. Yes. I got some book recs going up soon. Ooh. I'm a huge mood reader for those that don't know, but I try to do like a, these are my hopefuls for the rest. Like usually towards the end of the month, I'll have a couple. Mm -hmm. So I have three that I'm putting on my list. One I'm like partially reading. I told you about, it was the one I got from Target. Oh yeah. And then the other two I have not read yet. One is our book club book. And then the other one is a surprise book that I just randomly found on Amazon Elevated. Ooh, I love that. It's a spooky themed one. So if you want a non-love wreck, 
type of book, that one will be it. Yeah. I'm going to a little bit talk about a book like series that I'm obsessed with because it kind of like goes into this topic. Yeah. But yeah, we'll get there in a second. But uh, so like I said, today we're going to be talking about Cupid. I'm excited. Right. I actually don't really know anything besides like what he does. Like I've never looked into him. So I love this. Mm-hmm. So he is the Roman god of desire, erotic love, attraction, and affection. Makes sense. His name literally translates to passionate desire. I love that. That's adorable. Right? <laughs> Which every, when I was doing this, I kept thinking of the song Stupid Cupid. And I was like, aw, stupid passionate desire. I'm like, we've all been there. Mm, yeah. We've literally all been there. You know what I think of when you talk about that song, though? <laughs> what? I think of Princess Diaries when Mandy Moore sings Stupid Cupid at the beach party. Oh, my God. That's such a, I think that's who I hear singing it in my head. Literally, I, like, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, my God. And I, now I have to watch this movie after we're done. <laughs> oh my god so you know how we okay just fun fact for you guys you know how like a couple episodes ago we were talking about the mandala effect tara literally sent me screenshots last night as she's looking for things to watch she saw the first kid and then kazam and i was like we need to do a yes. a movie marathon because i was like this is amazing because those are both great movies but when i say great movies they're like great 90s kids movies which you know are like basically b movies <laughs> So, yeah, I love them. We love that here. We love that here. You know, I love B horror. So I mean, it's true. B family movie. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Tara really liked when on Patreon, like back on Patreon, we used to do this thing. It was called Jessica Slaughter's movie reviews and plot lines. It was that beaver movie. <laughs> Zombievers, guys, Zombievers. If you have never watched that, you need to. You're welcome. Okay, there's one with another vibe, but I was not into it. It's the Slother House one. Mm. It's like a killer sloth at a sorority oh. house type of situation. And I don't know if you guys have seen it and I need to give it another chance. Let me know. But I, I was not into it. I was so sad, too, because I love Zombievers and other dumbass movies. But Zombievers was such a good movie. But not this one. <laughs> not, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> so Cupid is the son of Mercury, who is a winged messenger god and also Venus, which is the goddess of love. If you track the concept that Roman gods are mirror images to Greek mythology, Cupid would be Eros, who is the son of Hermes and Aphrodite. Okay. Okay. Yes. And I don't know what you think of when you think of Cupid, but I literally think of, you know, the little boy with the diaper or a well-placed arrow. He's winged, which makes sense if his father is Mercury, who is, you know, the winged god, he would got get his wings. And then obviously, like, love comes from Venus. So he's kind of a combination of them. Generally, he's like, because in American culture, at least we have a puritanical view of things. He's typically covered, like I said, with a diaper or a sash or a well-placed arrow. But generally, actual depictions of Cupid are Nikki. He's just, he's a Nikki boy. Little cherub. Mm -hmm. Little cherub baby. He's said to be winged because lovers are flighty and change their minds often. So he has to like chase them down. And also he is depicted as the boy or boyish because love is considered irrational. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this was a love hater who made Cupid. Interesting. <laughs> oh my God, I love this so much that they're like, he has wings because lovers just don't get it and they run away from each other. And then there he's a baby because <laughs> lovers are dumb and they're childish. And I was like, oh, that's so great. Roman mythology, also great. Wow. Yeah. Y'all are so nice. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Roman mythology. Because in like Greek mythology, Eros is described as a young man. He's like probably like 20 something and he's winged and he's naked and he's very like toned if you get my drift. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Like all Greek men <laughs> were yeah. apparently. Here's the thing. Like, you know how today in today's world, like we have like magazines and women are like super airbrushed and like, you know, don't look like themselves. I often wonder if like in Greek mythology, if this was like the same way, like they would just like sculpt these gods to look like that. And then just like the average Joe was just like, they looked like normal. Fuck those dudes. <laughs> They had dad bods. Right? They had dad bods. They were like, fuck Eros and his his chiseled abs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so his symbols are either an arrow or a torch because love wounds and inflames the heart. Damn. Mm-hmm. I told you, love hater. <laughs> Can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> I don't know if he's a love hater. No, 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 no. The person like making up these guidelines. Oh, who wrote this? Yeah. I also just want to know like who is in a room. I need to research this part. Uh, maybe I'll do an episode on like the history of like Greek mythology and Roman mythology because yes. basically Greek mythology came first and then Roman mythology was like ha ha we'll just do it better or we'll give them different names gotcha gotcha mm-hmm. but I always want to know who was like sitting in a room one day and was like you know we should have this one all powerful god named Zeus who's very spiteful and a little bit like he commits a lot of essay yeah but we should also have all these other gods like Dionysus who's the god of wine <laughs> I mean I'm here for that who fun fact can't get drunk Oh, that sucks. Don't fucking piss off Zeus. He gets real mad. Yeah, right? Sometimes Cupid is depicted with a blindfold or described as blind. And this has kind of been depicted in Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. It's a passage that says, Love looks not with eyes, but with the mind, and therefore winged Cupid painted blind. Nor hath love's mind of any judgment's taste, wings and no eyes, figures unheedy haste. And therefore is love said to be a child because in choice he is oft beguiled. I don't know what what any of that meant. But okay. It basically means that love is blind. It's like where that comes from. Like you love the show. Love is blind. I do. It comes from this, Tara. Oh my God. (laughs) You know, I'm sorry I'm interrupting so much today. I don't care. I love it. I was like thinking earlier. I was like, man, I want to do like a pop culture or reality TV show or like a segment on this channel. And I'm just like, but bitch, when are you going to have time? I'm not. See, guys, True. I have all these ideas. We got to. We just add it in. We could just do like a freebie episode every once in a while where we're just like, we're going to talk about things that don't make any sense to the podcast. <laughs> maybe, maybe. We could do it on Patreon. I like it. I don't know. We'll figure it out. If if that's even a need or a want, please, please encourage my Delulu ass and I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> also, here's a really, Delulu is just kind of goes perfectly into the next thing is that he doesn't call them like the people that he shoots with his arrows they're called his victims and basically he carries his bow and his quiver of arrows and he uses them to wound which is to inspire love or passion to his said victims he has two kinds of arrows or darts or whatever you want to call them one has a sharp golden point and the other one has a blunt tip made of lead if the person who is wounded with a golden arrow falls desperately and uncontrollably in love with somebody but if you are hit and i are struck by i don't know if you're like actually like 
penetrated because one definitely says wounded and the other one definitely says struck. You want to get the fuck away from them, which I think this is like how the Greek and Romans were like, oh, this is how they dealt with unrequited love is that Cupid must have shot one person with the golden arrow and the other person with the lead arrow. And that's why they don't love them back. There is a Latin poet who basically, I think the book is called Metamorphosis. It's a story of Apollo who is like, Cupid, you're not as good as an archer as I am. And Cupid was like, fucking bet, shoots him with a golden arrow. And then the girl that Apollo is crushing on, he shoots her with a lead arrow. So it's like, don't fucking piss off Cupid because Cupid (laughs) will fuck with your love life. Just a little bit. (laughs) Sometimes Cupid is depicted wearing armor like uh, Mars, who is the god of war, because it is supposed to suggest that there is parallel between like warfare and romance. Sometimes he is portrayed as a callous, careless being who doesn't really give a fuck what he does. And I kind of like vibe with this. Like if your whole life was to like make people fall in love. Probably be a little jaded. I'd fuck with people. Yeah, probably be a little jaded. (laughs) Be like, this sucks. So he sometimes he makes mischievous matchmakings. It makes people mad. So it's like (laughs) in today's world, it's like when we're like, why are they together? Cupid. Cupid. Cupid was just like, this will be funny. Fucking watch. Yup. <laughs> I love this vibe. I love this vibe. In a lot of the stories, Cupid's mother, Venus, is the goddess of love. So she actually will be like, go match make people. But there is a story. I'm going to tell the Greek version of it. There is the Roman, but I couldn't find the girl's name in the Roman. And it might just be the same one. But basically, Aphrodite, who would be Eros's mom, was super jealous of a beautiful woman by the name of Psyche. And she basically told her son, I want you to go shoot her with a golden arrow and match her with a monster so that bad things would happen to her. Ooh. I'm presuming death would happen to her. But instead, Cupid or Eros becomes so enamored with her that he actually marries her to save her life from his mother. And I'm like, ooh. All right, all right. He would marry her and save her life, but there was one condition to this, which was that she could never look at his face. Ooh, okay. And over time, she was like, all stories <laughs> in Greek and Roman mythology. Psyche got really curious and stole a glance, and Cupid ran away angry. Mm. She would search high and low for him and eventually he got over it and they got together and he made her an immortal. Oh. Right? If you <laughs> like reading smut books and you like Katie Robert, I would suggest reading The Electric Idol. This is their story. This is their story <gasps> retold. Ooh. And it's basically Psyche becomes the daughter of Demeter, who is the goddess of harvest. And Aphrodite is jealous of her because Psyche is a like a influencer and people like her more than Aphrodite. And also the fact that Demeter is trying to literally marry off all of her daughters to Zeus. And Aphrodite is the god or in the book is the um, they call the 13 who arranges matchmakings. And because Demeter went outside of that, she tries to kill her. And Eros is like, I actually really like her. She's really nice. And then he sees her and they fall in love and they get married. And then I'm not going to spoil the rest of the book. Okay, question. Mm -hmm. Do I have to read the other ones before that to read that one? Technically, no. So like, okay, not this one. This one you could read because there's only one book before this, which is Neon God. Oh, okay. Never mind. I don't mind one book ahead. I was like, oh, God, is there like four? (laughs) 
<laughs> no. Okay. So this is the second in her series. So it's Neon God is ahead of this one, which is the Hades and Persephone story. And then this is the second one. And then in the third one, it's, I think, the Aries story. I really love her books, and I especially love the Dark Olympus ones. I actually follow her Patreon, so I can uh, get other stories as well that have to do this. But if you are looking for, if you like Greek mythology and you love smut books, check out her Dark Olympic series. Yeah, I keep looking at it at the store, and then I'm just like... I should just literally Amazon you the book and be like, read this. Be like, you're reading this. I will say it always. This is the thing. I fucking love her, this series, but it always takes like Terranosis because I'll complain about it. It takes me like a week to get into the book and then I like read it in a day. The more you get into the series, like later on, the more you actually like need to have read the other books because they start to like overlap. Yeah, I would definitely read Neon Gods first then. Yes. And then get that one. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. I need that. The only real big reference is that like in Neon Gods, Hades is like this like mythological figure until he comes out of the woodworks and he and Persephone are together. And in this one, Hades is just there. So it's really the only like kind of like overlay. But yeah, Cupid has been around. He's been in art. He became part of Valentine's Day because of his cherub-like look and the love connection. And I just, I think that like, we don't know, like, I didn't know the story of Cupid, like, the starting of it. That the fa- I didn't even know he was part of Greek or, like, Roman mythology whatsoever. Yeah. And I just thought he was something that <laughs> had been like invented Hallmark along the way. Up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, look at this little, look at this little angel baby. I can't, my hands. Sorry, guys. Like, look at the little angel baby. He's so cute. Um, but... <laughs> I was interested. And if you, just so that you guys know, if you want us to do, because we've kind of done a lot of cryptids, but if you want us to go into mythology, because we do talk about like cults and stuff on here, which has a religious element to it. And a Greek and Roman mythology is connected to a religion. If you would like us to talk about it, let us know. Yeah, that'd be fun to sprinkle in. Yeah. I'm obsessed with Greek mythology. And Tara's daughter, Bug, is also obsessed with Greek mythology. She reads the Percy Jackson series, which I started watching on Disney+. Plus. Oh, the show's so good. Right? But I'm super pissed that I have to wait, like... We gotta wait, like, two years. <laughs> two years. Something crazy. I was like, why? I wonder if, if they were, like, kind of hesitant to go ahead and be like, okay, cool, we're gonna just green light the second season because... Or planning that out because the movies in the previous series kind of like underperformed, I believe. But I fully believe it's only because it had nothing to do with like the cast or anything is fully because of like the time frame it came out. Mm -hmm. And if I remember correctly, I think they waited too long to to have like a second movie. Yeah, I think it was a few years. I feel like they did the first one Mm -hmm. and everyone was like, hell yeah. And then the second one, the kids had like grown up and in, in the Percy Jackson like series, they're really young, which is like, according to Bug, I was incorrect. They are not actually like grown up teenagers or like mid like 16 year olds. She definitely was like, no, they're like kids. They're like in seventh grade. And I was like, you would know you've read all of the books multiple times. So I'm I defer to you as mm-hmm. she's obsessed. It's her favorite. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you, that's something you guys want us to do, or if you want me to talk more about the Percy Jackson series on the show, I'll do that too. Cause you know, I've been actually meeting like since we own them and have them on Kindle, I, I thought about reading them just like for fun. Cause I've never read them. I haven't either. I think they came out like after we were like adults, which is not to say that I didn't read Twilight as an adult, but yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Cause like the timeline with that, like we were the right demographic for Twilight and all that. So, oh, for sure. <laughs> but anyway, well, that's going to go ahead and wrap up this week's Monday episode. If you enjoy it, please let us know and please let us know where you're watching. If you're watching it on YouTube, 
leave us a comment telling us you're watching it there. Please join the Facebook group and um, we will uh, see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Toodles. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.